You are listening to the One Church TO podcast. We are an imperfect community who are attempting to help people know God, love people, and make an impact in our city of Toronto, Canada. At the time of this podcast episode, we are currently experiencing the COVID-19 worldwide pandemic. So you'll start to notice in this same feed, we'll be providing some extra episodes alongside our weekend teaching to encourage you throughout the week. But we hope today's teaching is valuable for whatever season or situation that you find yourself in. Oh, thank you, Pastor Jonathan, and good morning, church family. And all those who have joined us, my heart just goes out to you, every one of you in your individual uh, situations. We just are going through these uh, unusual, unprecedented days in so many different ways, but I'm excited about what I found in the Bible that I'm going to be able to share with you because there was a man that was in isolation for at least a year that we're going to meet, the Apostle John, who has four amazing lessons for us in, in this season of isolation that none of us saw coming, and, and here we are. And uh, I, after last evening sharing this teaching the first time at our Saturday evening service, I got a text when I got home and, and someone said, I felt like I was sitting right there with you and I needed that. And so I, I just hope you can just settle in right now. And uh, if you want to take notes, there are four lessons we're going to see from the Apostle John about how to do isolation so you come through stronger on the other side. And that's really what Pastor Jonathan and I started talking about about a month ago. You know, how can we best help our precious peeps just get through stronger on the other side? And of course, there are two main issues that every one of us are dealing with. One is we're maybe too close to the same people. You know, I saw an article in the Globe and Mail yesterday, and it said we went from being soulmates to selfmates. And... Uh, Pastor Jonathan did a wonderful teaching on having a vision for others, selflessly being there for others last weekend. It's on the website in our archive if you missed it. This is part two, a vision for yourself, because, you know, amidst these days of cabin fever and stuck inside and going, maybe kids going stir-crazy, there's, there's also this, uh, it's not just a vision for others, but a vision for ourselves we need to look at. Because sometimes we're, we're too close to others, get on our nerves. <laughs> other times, it, we're just uh, too closed in with our own thoughts, our fears, our anxieties. And that's where the Apostle John is going to help us out with this week. Because if you go to Luke 5 in your Jesus Project book, page 41, you, you can start taking notes there, and then we're going to go away from uh, Luke and, and into the last book of the Bible. But let's start there uh, in Luke 5, and you see that uh, Peter's partners, that's who his is, Peter, Peter's partners, James and John. This is where we first meet John in the Gospel of Luke. Their father's name is there, the sons of Zebedee. They were amazed at Jesus. Remember, that's that time, if you read it, Jesus calls them to follow him. They were fishermen. It says, as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus into three exponential personal growth years. 
meaningful, purposeful years of helping Jesus heal and help and teach and see forgiveness come to masses of people. And then Jesus died for people's sins, rose again, and then sent out John and the rest of the disciples to tell other people. And John went to a region that was called Asia Minor at the time, and he told all kinds of people in communities like Laodicea, Philadelphia, Thyatira. He pastored in Ephesus for years. It was such a meaningful, busy time of bringing the good news to all kinds of people. And then suddenly it stopped. And John went into isolation. You say, well, how did that happen? Well, do you ever hear those stories of where Christians were thrown to lions or how Emperor Nero emperor of the Roman Empire, blamed the fire in Rome on Christians. And there's this great persecution that happened under Emperor Nero and then Emperor Domitian. And they decided that the best way to get Christians shut down was to cut them off from their leaders. A key leader was the Apostle John. So they sent him off to the island of Patmos in an exile. No internet. You know, here he is, uh, 23 kilometers off the southwest coast of modern-day Turkey, out there on this barren island with, with no one to communicate to about the love of Jesus. That's what he lived for. You know, I, I remember when I had a group of people from our church family and we went to uh, Patmos as part of the Bible land journey. And of course, there's a cave there, sort of a tourist trap. You know, this is maybe where the Apostle John stayed when he was on in exile, isolated on the island of Patmos. We, we, I explained that to the I was up at the front of the bus explaining that to the group, holding my Bible to read what happened on Patmos. And uh, the, 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 the route getting up to the cave had a lot of hairpin turns and the bus driver was just going through. But I noticed through my peripheral vision as I was trying to keep my balance that the driver kept taking his hand off, one hand off the steering wheel. And I noticed that he was crossing himself. And I wondered, you know, I was multitasking, I guess, mentally, <laughs> trying to figure out what's he doing. And notice every time I said the name of Jesus or what Jesus did or appeared to John, every time I said the name of Jesus, he'd take his hand off the steering wheel and he'd cross himself. So all I had to do to make it a smoother ride is stop talking about Jesus. And I realized that's exactly what got John on the Isle of Patmos. To tell John you can't talk about Jesus anymore would just take all the meaning and purpose out of his entire life. That's what he lived for, was to tell people about Jesus. Ever since he was met Jesus in, on those shores of Galilee and was sent out to bring this good news to everyone, here's, here's John. And you can sort of almost sense the sadness in him in the last book of the Bible. We're leaving Luke now, last book of the Bible, to pick up in these years of John's life. And he says this, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. You almost hear just the, you know, the endurance and patience and, and I'm here exiled. You know, what's the toughest part for you in these days of isolation? What's tough for you? Is it being, you know, getting cabin fever <laughs> so close to people? Or is it being alone and anxiety about the future? 
You know, uh, I heard from people last week when in the chat room, when Pastor Jonathan was doing part one of this series, and, and Pastor Jonathan had made the point, you know, introverts will process these days of isolation different from extroverts, people who need people. And it was interesting to be online, people saying, well, I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert. And a moment one said, this is tough for me, pray for me. I'm a struggling extrovert. <laughs> I need people. Someone else said, I'm an ambivert. Someone said, I'm a multivert. <laughs> so we're all different. Now, speaking of the chat room, uh, Pastor Jonathan told you, you can go in there. Any questions that you have, he's going to choose some, and we'll have a Q&A time, five-minute Q&A time at the end of my teaching time today. Now, I was pastoring people through SARS, and some of you were here in Toronto during that time, and not near as many, obviously, went into isolation, but it was interesting to hear comments. I went back and found a Toronto newspaper from that time, and a mother separated from her child was interviewed, and she said, we could talk on the telephone, but I felt so helpless. I couldn't be with her. I panicked. Here's someone that was interviewed after 34 days in isolation, they said, it's very heartbreaking, you cry a lot. A patient at Mount Sinai Hospital said this, I'm not mad at anybody or mad at the world, but you just think, God, when am I going to see anybody? So I don't know what the isolation COVID-19 days are like for you. But I do know this, that the Apostle John experienced excruciating isolation and he gives us four lessons that are really going to help us in a practical way and in an encouragement way. They'll help every one of us. All right, you ready for the first one? Actually, let me give you the four words because I want you, when this is over, just to have those four words so you can just take them into these days of isolation to help you remember them. Plan, practice, pivot, and picture. All right? You say those out loud just to help us remember. Plan, practice, pivot, and picture. Plan. All right? Right in the very next verse, after John talks about being in exile and that sadness and the endurance and the patience required, his very next words are, it was the Lord's day. Now, how does he know that it's the Lord's day? I mean, how many of you in these days of isolation, you wake up, you wonder, what day is it today? I mean, one day can look like the next day, can look like yesterday, and probably what tomorrow's going to look like. It's just, it's so unstructured. It's so, we're adrift in so many ways. It's just so different for so many of us. And so John is already helping us out here with the first lesson, and that is plan structure in your days. Plan structure in your days. Now, some, you already got that going. Others are more free-spirited, and I'm just going to throw out a whole bunch of ideas just to stir up your creative imaginations as to, you know, just some things that we've learned from others, people have told me, uh, I've read, or things that my wife and I are practicing ourselves. Now, of course, you know I, I'm going to say this, and we'll bring this up again and flesh it out a bit, but take time to be with Jesus. It's the first thing I did this morning, just turned to God and praised Him and told Him I needed Him for today. But take time for that. We'll talk more about that. All right. What about having a uh, to-do list for your days? You know, projects. How many have stuff that you've been 
needing to repair or do around the place, or uh, closets that need to be cleaned out, um, clothes that need to go to Value Village, you know, just, it's an opportunity. Now, of course, 9.30, you know what you're doing. You've had a start to your day already, but 9.30, join one of our pastors, five minutes of spiritual encouragement, uh, take five. Now, Monday mornings, it's going to be different. Take 30, an interactive time. But again, one of our pastors there giving you spiritual encouragement. Now, for some of you who are working from home and kids going back to school this week, that's going to help with structure. Just You have to be creative, adapt to that. But uh, what about separating work time from family time as much as possible? So you can be totally there for family and just totally there for work. Some, some have said that has helped them. All right? What about helping with daily tasks? If you have one person that's the main cook, why don't you take over for a meal and give them a break, you know? Come on, you know how to make macaroni and cheese? You know how to boil an egg? Put toast in the toaster? Just, just give, give, give a break. Um, I got a text on Friday from a friend that said, going to Costco, do you guys need anything to save you, you know, going out of the condo? And, uh, you know, just how, every time we go out, how, how can I bring something back for somebody else? How can I help others? I was praying with uh, a senior, longtime member of our church who's going through cancer treatment these days on top of everything else. And I was praying with him. I finished praying. He prayed for me. <laughs> he began to pray for me. It was just such a, a, a lifting of my heart as I, I helped him. Who are you praying for? Who's someone that you could just reach out to, make contact? I know you. so many of you are doing an amazing job. Pastor Jonathan was telling me some stories he, he's heard as well as the ones I've heard of. Just people taking care of each other. It's just amazing. It's wonderful. You know, I called one man in our church family. He said, I'm taking this time to take an online course. What a great idea. Do you know that our website has an archive of a whole bunch of past teachings that we've done, and they're topical? You can sort of say, oh, I'd like to hear what the Bible says about that. So great opportunity for these. What about doing an encouragement list? People that you could just be sending a note to, encouraging people that you're praying for. Uh, what about getting outside? You know, so important, you know, keep your two meter, you Americans at six feet distance from those around you. But, uh, you know, don't be selfish. You're being unselfish by keeping the distance and stopping this virus. But getting outside could just change your perspective, clear your head. It's just a, a good thing to be out there. Um, and then what about restricting the times you watch the bad news? You know, if you're one of those people that leaves your television on all day on the news channel. What about shutting it off at just certain times a day? Restrict the amount of bad news that you're filling your mind with. You need to reprieve from that to be emotionally and mentally healthy. Do you have children? What about giving the other parent, if there's two of you there, an opportunity to, to have a break? Uh, now, can you imagine what it'd be like to be a, a four-year-old and a two-year-old uh, ones who is in junior kindergarten, who have two, two school teachers as your parents. This is how your day gets structured. They sent me a picture. This is my son and daughter-in-law. And I, I said, I'm, I want to show that picture because, I mean, they've got time in there for play, for a dance party, for coloring, for reading, for working out. 
uh, housework even. I mean, just, just great. So what am I saying? I'm saying, listen, we don't know how long we're going to be in this. Every one of us will be more emotionally healthy and more respectful of those we're doing life with if we structure our days and just keep adapting it as we learn more, put structure in your days. That's the first lesson we learned from the Apostle John. The second one is, is seen in the very next words. He says, it was the Lord's day and I was worshiping in the Spirit. Isn't that amazing? Here he is in isolation, uncertain future, all alone, cut off from people he loves, and he says, and I was worshiping in the Spirit. Oh, there's, there's a lesson learned right there. And what happens when he worships? The Spirit of God is, this, is there, and notice the Spirit of God brings the presence of Jesus. This is Jesus, that's uh, this loud voice, turned to see who was speaking, fell at his feet in worship, and he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. You know what that is? What did we say? Plan and then practice. Practice spiritual closeness. Plan structure on our date. Plan, practice spiritual closeness. Thank God that in these days of physical distancing, we can do spiritual closenessing. <laughs> we, we can be close to Jesus. Matter of fact, it is, it is critical. It is absolutely essential. John was in isolation, but he wasn't isolated from the presence of Jesus. He began to worship Jesus. Regardless of what I feel like, I may be in isolation. All these things going wrong. I don't know what my future is going to look like, but Jesus, you are good. You know, the first thing I did this morning is what I do at the beginning of every day. I, I go through, and some of you, I've told you what I did. You know, I love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I just got the first part out, Lord. Today, I love you with all my heart, so I will praise you for so much good today. And as soon as I said that, I could just sense the presence of Jesus. It's amazing, isn't it? If you just don't let your feelings rule, and you just let what Jesus, what is real about Jesus rule, and you just go ahead and be grateful and praise him, it just brings in the presence of Jesus. Listen, dear one, you need that. Every day, it's your spiritual lifeline, prayer, communication with the God who can give you strength. You know, you know how the Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. We've got fear, anxiety as we begin to think of what might happen in the future. But, but it's when we're praising him, trusting him, that that strength and that encouragement, that peace that passes all understanding becomes our experience. And we want to help you do that. Listen, I, I talked about take five, that daily spiritual encouragement. Take 30. I know that I was talking to Matt Smith and he's got a psalm tomorrow that is really going to be helpful uh, to encourage us in these days of isolation. And then the songs we sing. How can you download or play some of the songs that we sing. Wasn't Richard helpful today just leading us in those songs that helped us turn to God and trust God and say good things that are true about God? Well, here are some addresses you can go to to find some of the songs. See, Ephesians, Colossians talks about making melody in your heart to the Lord and being grateful. It'll just help us. Listen, if you don't know what you have to be grateful for, sometimes all you have to do is think of what someone else is going through that has it worse off than you. You know, I saw in the newspaper this past 
week as I was looking at what was happening in New York. Have you seen what's going on in New York? This New York emergency room doctor was heading into a shift at work and he tweeted out this on his way to work. He said, feeling scared? I'm feeling scared, he says. For all of you out there, you are not stuck in your homes, you are safe in your homes. You know, how many know whatever we got going on that's wrong in our own personal isolation experience, we still have lots to be thankful for. And when you praise God for what you have to be thankful for, the Spirit just brings the presence of Jesus in. And I, I just pray that that is your experience every day during these days of isolation. All right, so plan, structure for your days, practice spiritual closeness. And then Jesus says in John, uh, says to John in Revelation 1 verse 11, he says, write. <laughs> just stop there, write, you know. Write to who? The very people that you're cut off from. You think that you can't minister to them anymore? Well, there they are, right? In a book, everything you see, I'm going to give you something to help them. And, and Christians in the future, send it to the seven churches. The very people he's cut off from, John is able to help. Do you know what he's doing? He, he, he is pivoting, pivoting. He's changing. He can't be with them, but he can write to them. And that's the experience that we are having these days, and we as a church are having. Even Canadian companies heard about another one last night when I got home. But there was... One early in the week, Canada Goose, they usually make winter clothing, right, for cold days. Now they're making medical gear. They're pivoting. They're using what they have to just do something entirely different. Pastor Jonathan is doing such an amazing job with his gift of leadership of helping us as a church and a staff just pivot. You know, you've been ministering to people face to face. How can we do it online? And we are so busy with pastoral care and children and youth, just uh, one-to-one and through online ministries. Matter of fact, that's what we're doing right now. We would not be able to have this church gathering. We're alone together. We would not have this without the, the foresight of Pastor Jonathan and the board uh, putting in place the, the online capacities that we have. And uh, we've been able to help other churches with it. I was um, talking to a pastor this past week. Pastor Don has asked me to coach this pastor through an issue uh, that he was dealing with in his church for COVID-19. At the end of the conversation, he said, by the way, thank you for letting me, uh, you know, tape my Easter message for my congregation and using the facility and the uh, capabilities that we have here. And so we're helping other people. Um, you know, some of you... I laughed when I uh, heard what Esther said. She, she heard from a couple of you, a couple of you that, um, that are her friends that she, they wrote and they said, I'm, watching I'm going to church today with my pajamas on. <laughs> One said, I'm, 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 uh, I'm in my PJs and I have snacks. Now, don't get used to that. You know, when this is all over, don't come into church with your PJs on. <laughs> You know, one of the things that I miss too is just being with you in the lobby and Pastor Jonathan and I are so often out there and if we're teaching, we'll hear from some of you a question. Well, we've got chat room, you know. All your life you've been told, don't chat in church. Now we're saying, go ahead, chat in church and ask us the questions that maybe you would have asked in the lobby, but we'll save them for a Q&A time at the end. And then, of course, community groups. Do you know this? We have more people joining us for Wednesday evening online community groups than we used to have when we met in small groups across the city. 
Now that's just amazing. Hundreds are joining and look forward to it again this Wednesday evening. Um, our, our children's uh, ministries, uh, our youth ministries, you know, make sure your kids are aware, hopefully uh, link them up with it. And then giving. Listen, if you have an income, this is a time to strengthen ministry to other people. We have more people joining us online for our weekend gatherings than we ever did with the physical gatherings plus online. And so these are tremendous days where people are just pausing in life and looking for answers and wondering if the answers are not to be found in God, just trusting. And so these are wonderful days to find pivot our giving. Usually we give this way, let's give that way to, to strengthen the outreach to, to people during these difficult times. I love what Helen Keller says. She says, when one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened for us. So pivot, you know, who knew, you know, that we'd go from Shaking hands to tapping elbows to physical distance. It's all happened in just a month. Anybody else out there, it seems like we've been doing it for th- three months instead of just, you know, a few weeks. But we've pivoted and we, we can do this. We can change. Jo- Jesus says to John, you can't meet with people like you used to, but you can minister to them that way. And so that's the third lesson we learned from the apostle John. Now, can you imagine being in isolation and then Jesus speaks to you as you're worshiping and he says this to you, I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and the grave. Jesus is basically telling John, you're stuck in these days of isolation, exiled in Patmos, cut off from people, but I'm, John, I'm asking you to widen your lens and look at the future with me in it. Look what the future will look like because I've got everything under control. How many know that, that, that COVID has not interrupted or detoured or got off track God's plan for the human race? He's coming again. And so he, he, he tells John, this is what the future is going to look like for my church. There will be calamities because of people going their own way. There will be pandemics. But he says, tell people when they see things begin to happen to lift up their head. At one time, he says, John, there, there, there's, there's going to be tremendous uh, apocalypse and disasters that will happen on planet Earth. But he says, tell my people, when the worst comes against them, they will overcome because Jesus has been sacrificed by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. He tells John, he says, go ahead, write about the fourth horseman of the apocalypse, about representing plagues and pandemics that uh, many human lives will be lost, but tell them that beyond that, there's a new heaven and a new earth. There'll be no more pain or suffering or sickness or death. We'll be forever with the Lord. And so, you know, really it's like this. I was thinking about, because you know, I love canoe trips and I love to... uh, get out there, but one of my least favorite parts of canoe trip is the portage. That's where you're sort of, as you see in this picture, 
you're sort of carrying what is supposed to be carrying you. You know, you, you know the fourth P is picture the big picture. You don't see the big picture when you're, when you're portaging. And it's sort of a heavy time, and you just got to get there. And, uh, but it, Jesus said it this way, in this world, you will have tribulation. But then he said, be, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world, you know. And, and I've got this for you on the other side. Some say, what's the worst we can face? Worst we can face is, some people think, is death. But Jesus says, I hold the keys of death. And, and the, the keys of death, because I died and rose again, it opens a door into eternal life. If you believe in me, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. But, but we're sort of in a, in, in a portage experience right now, aren't we? Especially these days of COVID-19. Because when you're portaging, you're carrying a weight, and you... And you, your steps are uncertain. You don't clearly see what's way out ahead of you. You just see how to sort of structure your days, and that's about it. You can't see way out there. But, but Jesus wants us to get over to the other side. And how many know, whatever we're carrying, however long this portage is, there's beauty on the other side. And Jesus says, you're going to be in my presence forever. And, and so every one of us, we're either going to get through this and get into another season where Jesus is with us and we're going to have meaningful lives serving him and other people on the planet who trust Jesus, they're going to be in his presence forever where there's no more pandemics and there is a, uh, we're free from this physical body and we're in a spiritual body and we're with the Lord forever. That's what the Revelation book teaches. So that's what's in our future. So I, I want to talk directly to you who are in uh, just a place, because for some, this is a heavier time than others. You're on that portage, but you're carrying maybe uncertainty with job and finances and health of a loved one in some facility. You can't even uh, visit them. There are just so many ways that we can be carrying things that are extra heavy at this time. Just picture your Portage experience with Jesus with you. He comes to John in his isolation, cut off from people. He doesn't know what the future is going to look like. And he comes to him and he says, John, and he, and he says to you in your experience, don't be afraid. I am the first and I'm going to have the last word on this. I'm the living one. I'm here for you. I died. I went through the worst that you could ever experience from your perspective. But look, I'm alive forevermore. I hold the keys of death and grave. Jesus is saying, because I live, you shall live also. So we can get through this portage. We're going to get through to the other side. And we're going to see the beauty of Jesus and the next season that he has planned for us. So what are we going to do in the meantime? Well, we learned from the Apostle John, put structure in your days. Plan structure in your days. More important even in the days ahead, that we just put that structure there. Practice spiritual closeness. This is your lifeline, friends. This is what's going to help you the most, just to have that praise Jesus for whatever you're grateful for and, and know his presence. Let that be your daily lifeline. And then pivot to do good. 
We're going to be creative in the days ahead. You know, we're just learning and adapting, but we can pivot to do good differently. And, and the Lord will help us learn how to help others. And then fourth, don't look at this season of isolation without picturing Jesus in it. Bring Jesus into these days of isolation. Picture God's big picture. He's going to get us through this, and he's got something great on the other side. Let's pray together. And I want to pray with people who are saying, Pastor Keith, if you'll pray with me, I'm ready to say, Jesus, I'm going into my future with you. You know, I can trust a God who loves me enough to send his son to die so I can be forgiven of everything that would keep me out of heaven, everything that would keep me from having a, a full life. And I can trust a God who would rise from the dead in the person of his son, Jesus, so I could have eternal life. And, and if, you're, if, you're, if you're with us today and you're saying, I, I don't understand it all, but I do know this, I want to trust Jesus Christ and what he did for me in my future. I invite you just to pray this prayer with me. I'll say a, a line of a prayer and you can just whisper it right where you are today. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you would come and die on the cross for my sins. I ask you to come into my life, cleanse away all my sins, and I want to trust you with my future. I won't be perfect in the future. You're the only perfect one. But I want to follow you in my future all the days of my life, right into heaven when I die. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. Now, if you, if you prayed that, let us know. There's a way you can just say, I'm new to Jesus, and raise your hand there. There's also a way that we can help you know what the next steps are for you to take. Now, let me just continue praying. I want to pray for people who just began following Jesus who, or who already were people in my church family. Jesus, I pray that you would help us learn from the Apostle John and every one of us can go away from this teaching and take something into these days of uh, isolation, these unprecedented days of, of global fear and anxiety, and we can experience a peace that passes all understanding. Help us to do these days of isolation as your people in a way that's different from people that don't know you so that they can see Jesus in us and join us in following you into a future of forgiveness and eternal life. Lord, help us. You know the one that's out there today that especially needs your help. Lord, as they praise you, be close to them and give them the encouragement they need to get through to the other side. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. We're glad you joined us for today's teaching. If you're listening in right now because your church isn't able to meet, we welcome you and we ask that you keep supporting your church community with all the engagement and giving options that they have. If you need any assistance in this unprecedented season, please let us know by email at care at onechurch.to or by texting the word CARE to 416-291-9575 or even just giving us a call at the same number. All other events and programming can be found at onechurch.to slash connect.